probably stop eating Christmas cookies. Okay, also, we'll stop this now. Is, also, this is going to date when we record this because... Well, it was a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we and I, I've mentioned multiple times that mm-hmm. we record on a delay. Mm-hmm. We just, yes. Eh. It's true. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. back to me, my parents, and Liam Meeson. We're back. It's really just us and Dan. Yes, for once. <laughs> uh, I'm Dan. I'm Pat- Carrie. I'm Patrick. Ah. All right. Oh. You went out of order. I have such an appropriate name. Uh, and Sorry, this, considering the movie. This week, because we finally got it from the library, and it's due at the library tomorrow, we watched Breakfast on Pluto. Only available at the in, the inner city library group. None yeah. of the suburban libraries had this. Not on Netflix, not on Amazon. It will not be the hardest to find movie we will watch on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> uh, but we don't have to get that one from the library because we already got it. So we mm-hmm. can wait on that one. Right. Uh, anyways, uh, this movie, 2005, which we have talked about, mm-hmm. that was the year of Batman Begins, mm-hmm. and speaking of which... Speaking of... <laughs> this movie starred uh, Killian Murphy, who was in that film as Dr. Jonathan Crane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The he was kind of a bad guy. He's a scarecrow. He was one of the bad guys, he... alongside Liam Neeson, the other bad guy. They were uh, bad guys. Yes. I... Uh, he did, he got his big breakout start in mm-hmm. 2002 with the movie 28 Days Later, which is a zombie movie, and Mom doesn't watch those. Well, I don't. You're right. Yeah. I don't do that. It was, as I understand it, a very good movie. It was a bit on the freaky, on the creepy zombie side. Not the reason why I don't watch them. Yeah. Uh, he was in all of the uh, three Batman movies with Christian Bale, directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. Uh, he had minor roles in the other two. Yeah. But he was in them. Right. And because Christopher Nolan likes to reuse his actors because he gets used to working with them, he was also in Inception. Oh. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. A main character in he, Inception. He was. And he was in Dunkirk. Huh. Boy, I don't remember his role in Dunkirk. Neither do I, but it was, that one's fairly recent. So he's done some pretty cool things. Yeah. I also appearing in this film, I pulled up a couple other people. Uh, I recognized this particular face. Okay, now things. he's showing us the uh, the phone with an actor's face on it. Uh, it'd be Liam Cunningham. He's been in some things. He was in Clash of the Titans, which is why I recognized him. <laughs> so we've seen him was before. He somebody's dad. He was. Mis- one, he, he was one of the old soldiers. Okay. Okay. That they had to talk to. He looks like somebody's dad. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, who we talked about last time on the podcast, assuming that everything I mean, goes in order. Other than Liam Neeson. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Who was in the last movie we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what he was in that film. Which one was that? The last film we watched? What did we do? It was Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom, Kingdom of, of Heaven. Heaven. It was he, long. He was the uh, bearded guy who was the uh, man of God that was advocating for war all the time and he was basically the excuse guy for to go to war all the time is he basically go hey god guy does god say we should go to war and he goes oh yeah god says we should go he to was war like the priest yeah oh. and he's like sweet god said it's okay we're gonna go to war now okay okay he had he had uh less facial hair in this film let's say correct he was mm-hmm. more like the mad eye moody that we recognize him from uh, was it, what was he, a Wimbledon wobble in this film? Yes. <laughs> uh, so this film, 
I based on a novel written by Patrick. Patrick McCabe, who adapted it along with the director Neil Jordan for for a screen. Mm-hmm. He was the creative writing teacher in this movie. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. I've made sure to I made sure to do some reading up on that. McCabe was. Yep. So oh, he, okay. that was his cameo. That was his cameo, and there was a. So he pulled a Stan Lee. He absolutely did. <laughs> I see what he did there. I uh, Neil Jordan. Now you haven't necessarily heard of this guy, but he has an Academy Award. What? Best original screenplay for The Crying Game, hmm. nineteen ninety-two. Don't know that. Uh, it has in it. It's uh, that was best British film of the year. Okay, it was nominated for like six Academy Awards. Well, uh, explores themes it. of race, gender, nationality, and sexuality against the backdrop of. The Troubles? Yes. <laughs> There's a thread here. Forrest Whitaker's into that one. Huh. Sounds like some one that I might actually want to see at some point. We could do a whole yeah. podcast about movies about The Troubles. We probably could. Uh, in any case, uh, this film I is centered around the character of Patrick, eventually Patricia, mm-hmm. trans to female. Mm-hmm. I... We did some quick asking among my friends, mm-hmm. who I count a few of them as understanding mm-hmm. of that culture, which mm-hmm. it's weird to call it a culture because it's kind of like, at the same mm-hmm. time, are they're people? Right. It just is. It's just their life. Yeah. It's just who they is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I I can't understand to a, the same degree mm-hmm. that I right. wish I could because I don't, I'm not that kind of a person. It's the right. same way right. that... I can't understand what it's like to be good at sports. <laughs> well, it's just, we don't... It's just right. not who I am. Right, right. So I made sure to mm-hmm. ask one of them what's the correct terminology, mm-hmm. just to make sure that everything was mm-hmm. by the books. And, yeah, it. this was an interesting movie. I thought that... I wasn't... Well, I had no idea where this movie was really going. And it, in the middle of it, I thought it just seemed like it was... La-di-da, la-di-da, little stories, little snippets. It never ended in the middle, which movies that are snippets Mm -hmm. sometimes have a tendency to do is have one story end and another begin. The story never ended. And it kept going. It just kind of meandered. It kept Mm -hmm. going. It would wander off, and then every once in a while you'd get a glimmer of something that would pull you back to... The main story. The main story, or back to a thread of a story, and... Uh, I'm not sure why I kept watching, but well, we, I did. Well, we kept watching because it's for the podcast. No, but I, I, there are times when I have gotten up and started washing dishes during a movie. Correct. But this one, you kind of do want to keep watching. It was interesting because I felt like I'm not sure that this would be a movie I would choose to go and see. Right. And yet, the farther and farther we got into the movie, the more I started to realize there's some really serious character development going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of note. Then, and and that's, that made me want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Fantastic character development going right, on. Right, right. So I can say mm-hmm. I actually ended up enjoying this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to other movies in which Liam Neeson plays a priest. <laughs> I, of which there have been more than one. I think this is the fourth one mm-hmm. yeah. now, if we include the episode of The Simpsons. But you don't include when he was Jesus? That's not a priest. That's, that's not a priest. <laughs> I, but like, I was thinking of Lamb, which had... Basically, no character development throughout yeah, the right, entire right. movie, yeah. and that, that one flat. 
had bits of a story here and there mm-hmm. as it got to the middle and the mm-hmm. ending wrapped everything up right. wrapped everything up you mm-hmm. can't see the big figure quotes i'm doing internet yes. but i'm doing them yes it's <laughs> uh, true whereas this one the character development is what kept the threads going together mm. uh going back a couple of weeks when we did uh Sephirim falls mm-hmm. seraphim 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 flash i can words that one remember at the end when just some things were happening and there were characters, and the characters interacted with the with our main characters. Mm-hmm. And for the, I could not figure out why. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was also not good. Whereas right, this right. one, they will throw in characters, and it leads to something. Right. Right. Even if we only see the guy for ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then he's gone forever, it still right. it did something. It's enhancing the character development of our main character. Yes. And hit and and. And that person's journey, yes, on their way to toward the end, which I think it's wrapped up really wonderfully. There was some really nice book ending going on in this movie mm-hmm. of things important at the beginning become important again at the end, right? Which right. personally, from my writing style, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, I think as a viewer, I really appreciate it. It makes me feel as though I've participated in the closure. Yes. And mm-hmm. makes you feel mildly smart for remembering the beginning of the movie. Well, and because <laughs> the character development was good, mm-hmm. you you appreciate it just that much more. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you were a part of this thing, yes. watching this. Very go satisfying. On. Yeah. Uh, let's cover our metrics here. The zero to Neeson on this one is minute and a half, minute and a half, maybe less. Maybe it's right like at the that. beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, He's not the first one to yeah. speak. No. Uh, he's a priest not necessarily specifically involved with our main character. Like, he's the main character is going to a uh, Catholic school, because mm-hmm. he's in Ireland and that's what you do. And Liam Neeson is a priest at a separate church, I believe. I wasn't entirely sure about that. He, did ha- he seemed to have to go out of his way to go find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this young man has... Seemingly throughout his life, felt a little more effeminate, mm-hmm. and he identified yep. with female things. Yep, from, uh, we from saw, an early age. Yep, we saw a little bit of it when mm-hmm. he was a younger actor, and mm-hmm. the short essay he wrote, which I think was quite interesting and possibly the strangest episode of Liam Neeson sexy times we've ever had to discuss, <laughs> <laughs> because it's. Teenager fan fiction about <laughs> a priest, about a priest and a woman, and the woman doing things that are slightly provocative, and the priest going "hamuna hamuna." Uh, <laughs> it's very weird, and exactly what a teenager who has never experienced anything like that would do. And right. I've read too much of that on the internet. <laughs> right. But we don't want to spoil too much because no. if, if you can find this film, I think you should watch it. Yeah. I think it's a it's very different. I said a couple of times while we mm-hmm. were watching that we have watched a great variety mm-hmm. of types of films. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good one. There were times during this movie when I thought, I wonder why I'm watching this. Besides the fact that... yeah. It's a Liam Neeson movie night movie. Yeah. movie. And then I later in the movie, I related it to a very limited few movies that I have experienced in the past where I kind of felt like after 10, 15 minutes of the movie, I kind of wanted to walk out. But when I stayed, 
I really came to appreciate the movie. And especially those first 10 minutes this, where you were going to walk out, you appreciate yeah. them more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, right. then later on, you realize, oh, they really did some good stuff with this film. There was mm-hmm. a good message. So, there was a good yeah. character development. It The costumes mm-hmm. were really good because if you're going to be... In the uh, 70s? In the, se- in the 70s, and you're going to be a man who... A cross-dressing a cross-dressing man yeah. you're gonna have really nice outfits mm-hmm. especially when he got convinced by the when he convinced the principal to put him in home home ec, home ec and needlework oh yeah and was basically <laughs> making his own outfits now a little bit here because on... that was a thing children here's what you have to understand that back in the 1970s, girls were required to take sewing and cooking class. And the boys? Boys were required to take metal shop and wood shop. (laughs) And you were not allowed, as a girl, you were not allowed to take wood shop or metal shop. And as a boy, you were not allowed to take cooking and sewing. And that's just the way it was. Get over it. In the U.S. anyway. That, well, in the U.S. In and that's what Britain it sounds like it was It must there. have been that yeah. way because, in Ireland as well. Yeah. Because in the he 70s. said, I can focus more on my studies if you take me out of gym and put me in home ec. Mm-hmm. And the principal was like, really? That'll work? And he's like, yeah, totally. And it did. Now, everyone had to have P.E. Yeah. And it was, it was single-sex P.E. in the 70s, kids. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Yeah. Okay. A <laughs> uh, little bit of info uh, from the Wikipedia. To prepare for the lead role, Murphy studied women's body language and for a few weeks met with a drag queen who instructed him and took him out clubbing. Because my question <laughs> was, how long did he have to practice walking in heels? Because he looked very comfortable mm-hmm. in heels. It was good. It was convincing. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, the thing I appreciated the most about the main character... And I mentioned it to Dan when you were off in in your break. Yes. Um, This main character was the only character of the movie that did not seem to have an axe to grind or a self-agenda. That character was very giving and very, very... um, Forgiving. Forgiving. And, I mean, in in every Mm -hmm. circumstance, even Mm -hmm. when they were being, if you will, abused. Right, right. Um... Well, in, I think in several different abused. categories of different kinds of abuse, mm-hmm. of verbal abuse, and this and that and the other mm-hmm. thing, just you know what it it mm-hmm. just did not did not turn that person angry, and mm-hmm. there they, there didn't seem to be uh, retribution or seeking of revenge or anything like that ever in this character. Right, and I thought that was really interesting about this character. Well, but that's part of the theme of this film that doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter how you identify yeah that we can all grab onto that as a it's a moral story mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we go back to the beginning yep uh, my thoughts on this was something that i talk to kids about a lot when we get into story writing which i'm always happy when i get a sub job where i get to do that that your main character has a goal and this is good and teachers always make sure that when you're writing your story, your main character has a goal. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to think about the fact that minor characters also have goals. But when you're writing, generally, the minor character's goals exist not only to serve them as a character, but to help the main character in some way. 
Uh, my example for this is always Harry Potter, because Harry mm-hmm. Potter does a fantastic job of that. Ron Weasley has his goals, mm-hmm. and his goals tend to align with Harry Potter's. Hermione has goals, and hers align. Draco, Draco Malfoy has goals, and his align to cause friction with the main character and, you know, sure. push it forward. This movie, I felt that a lot of... There were more than one character whose role in the film was to be a bad example. Hmm. As a human? As a, yeah. not mm-hmm. they, weren't, they didn't exist to help the main character. They didn't exist to cause... Like, to be an antagonist for the mm-hmm. main character. They existed to do their own thing and not care about the main character. So that mm. the main character would go, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Bye. Right, right. Which is and, weird. And choose the high road. Which is weird. It's like when I had a bad teacher at college, mm-hmm. and the most important thing they taught me was how not to teach. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. It's true. It's weird, and mm-hmm. I'm not used to stories working that way, because mm-hmm. it's very easy for you two think it's a badly written story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think that those... Those characters also helped propel the character development and helped Definitely. push and helped yeah. us to continue to yeah. care about the story. Because this was a fairly well-written movie. This one mm-hmm. was, unsurprisingly, I he got Best Actor at the Irish Movie Awards, mm-hmm. for which this right. film was very Irish. Right. Uh, he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Wow. Mm. Not an Academy Award, sadly. But right, right. for being a relatively small film Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he did pretty well right yeah he was also in the most successful irish indie film ever the next year i think Hmm. yeah got like the number one prize it can nice nice wow now cillian cillian murphy has done some good stuff Mm -hmm. he's a good actor (laughs) i peril scale there was peril in this movie. Yeah. Had to wait for it. We had to wait for it. But it was it. there. <laughs> this is definitely a movie where it looked like all of the peril would be happening to people not named Liam Neeson. Right. And specifically to the main character, which is where the peril should be in a movie. Sure. The main character should be in peril. And there was some of that. It's fine. And he was, but yep. we're not right. talking... This podcast isn't about him. Right. Luckily for the podcast, and not so luckily for Liam Neeson, there was some peril at the end. Oh, yeah. So it won't be a zero, but... Um, Four. For just that at the end? Three? I don't know. It's awfully Four perilous. Seems high. It's per- very perilous, but very limited. It's That's very... like sco- super scary peril. It, this is not, uh, you know, like taken, where Speaking there's which, all I kinds of that, guys with that, guns. That particular scene I thought was done really well, filmed well. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was so you're, you're thinking a four is too strong? Four is definitely too strong. Four's I'm too strong. still iffy on a three. Cool. It, was ju- it was just like one scene. Yeah, that's true. I well, I don't want to say what I thought was also perilous because that just gives away some. Because it gives part of the away movie. too much of the um, movie. <laughs> so, I say three. Okay, you say three. I'm good with three. All right. Well, then I won't argue down to a two. Three it is. <laughs> two just seems like a small number. It is a small is a number, small Mom. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started about the math of numbers and why numbers are big. <laughs> Tune in next week where I teach mom math. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> All right. I think it should be, I think the peril scale should be Bye. Pie. Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>